Hi, it's me, Reese, here with a little pre-show intro. You're about to rush on into episode 410, which we recorded about a month ago. We've been off for the past few weeks because Carly and I both really wanted to focus 100% personally and professionally on the uprising against police violence and institutionalized racism against black people in this country. That fight is very much far from over, and we encourage you all but our white listeners specifically, if you're not already involved, to do what you can to help. A good place to start getting involved is the Movement for Black Lives website, m4bl.org. That's the number for m4bl.org. And also blacklivesmatter.com. We also have some resources on autostraddle for mutual aid funds, bail funds, reading lists, one-on-one and police and prison abolition, how to raise non-racist kids, how to talk to your families about racism, and so much more. So get out there. This is just the beginning. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi guys. <laughs> hey. What's up? I'm Reese. Hey, I'm Carly. And this is um, to, Ellen to Ellen back. back. We, we're we trying something new today. <laughs> a lot of attitude, a well. lot of energy. Yeah. We've got Saturday afternoon attitude. You know the, yeah. you know the kind. Yeah. You just went to a Zoom baby shower. You've been having nightmares every night for three weeks. <laughs> and now you're going to talk about a television show. It's pretty mediocre. It's cool. But yet we stick to it. You know, sometimes you wake up, you stay in bed for multiple hours. <laughs> Eventually you drag yourself out of bed and eat a bowl of cereal. Uh-huh. And that's or, where I'm at. You know what I've been doing, Carly? Tell me. Is I put two different kinds of cereal in one. Bowl. You are living on the edge, my friend. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who knows what will happen next? Ah, there's no way of knowing. <laughs> incredible that's what's really incredible that is what's really incredible. Oh, wow man well, oh man every week we pick a theme and tell you a number of stories on that theme this week's theme is the l word it's been the theme every week yeah we've yet uh, to come up with a new theme yeah it's a tv show we're recapping it this is an autostraddle.com podcast true and that's what we do here on this podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cast and pod Casting a pod. <laughs> this week's episode is season four, episode 10, entitled, for reasons entirely unbeknownst to me, <laughs> Little Boy Blue. I, what? Great. Let's definitely re- reference random like Mother Goose nursery rhymes in our <laughs> episode. T- I really feel like this stretch of season four is where they ran out of title ideas and they just started making shit up. The season four titles are the most bananas yeah. of all. Of uh, the I would argue that season six also has some bananas titles. That is when we have lactose intolerant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is the worst of all of them. It's the my favorite title. <laughs> <laughs> although it is a baby shower episode. So Ooh. at least, although really like, let's just be lactose. Oh, weird. Okay. Whatever. We don't have to go there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> This episode was written by Elizabeth Ziff, a.k.a. Easy Girl. Oh, boy. And was directed by one of my favorite directors, Karin Kusama. This was her only episode oh. of this show. She does not direct a ton of television. She is such an amazing director. I love her so much. She directed Girl Fight. She directed oh. uh, Jennifer's Body. She directed one of my favorite movies, Classic. The Invitation. She directed Destroyer, um, okay. which was... Well directed, well acted, script could have been a little better, but it was great. Um, I love Karn Kusama, big fan, um, and so I was super excited to see her her name on this. I wish they had given her something a little more interesting to work with script-wise, but mm-hmm. excited that uh, we get to talk about her episode. This originally aired March 11th, 2007. It's just us today? Just us? It's just us. Uh, no guests, mm-hmm. so I guess we should just... Get into it. Start. We should just do yeah, it. Let's, let's do let's it. Just let's do just it. do it. You let's know what? Let's it. be crazy. Let's, let's just do it. Do it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! First of all, it's scene one. 
the L word, little boy blue. And what are we doing? Something weird. Something weird, no doubt. We're doing something <laughs> that lesbians love to do on television and in film, which is drawing on each other's torsos. <laughs> um, you might remember this from such classics as Buffy the Vampire Better Slayer or Better Than Chocolate. Yeah. In this case, um, Catherine is drawing, I believe, a little map of, a, of the horse. Of the racetrack. Horse race. Yes. Of the racetrack on Helena's. A uh, very well-defined abdominal region. Correct. She's drawing using lipstick. She is. And I am like stressed out because when they hook up, you're going to get lipstick on your shirt. That's why I'm stressed out. You're going to get lipstick all over your sheets too. I mean, it's just, yeah. that's, it's hard to get lipstick out of stuff. It's, it is it's really hard. Uh, yeah. That stressed me out too. Also, what a waste Especially, of lipstick. Right. What a waste of lipstick. You know, that you was know like a nice one. For? You know, that was probably like Chanel Lips. or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to say it's probably Chanel. Yeah, Definitely. That's the whole cold open. It lasts like seven seconds. It's, yeah. um, you know what it feels like? It feels like they forgot to write a cold open. And so yeah. they just took the first seven, a few seconds of the first scene after the theme song and just bloop, threw it up top. Or, or they filmed one. And it was too horrible to use. I'm yes. going to go with that. That's what I would like to believe because we've seen yeah. some really crazy cold opens on the show, yeah. which means that this must have been absolutely <laughs> bananas. And I'm so sad that we, I love that we've just Don't assumed find that, out this, was. that this is a thing that happened. We got to get our, our hands on the no, shooting draft happened. of this script. <laughs> that's 100% what happened. Definitely. It, I can't even imagine. Do they ever, maybe once or twice, they've ever gone back to the same yeah, it's, scene Yeah, it's very rare the that they do that. And also, usually the cold right. opens are longer than this. Like, this just felt like, like an afterthought a little bit. Yeah. What do you think the cold open was? If, knowing the episode, <laughs> if you had to come up with a cold open that they would have done, it definitely would have been something about Max going home. I know. I was going to say <laughs> it, was, it was probably Max and Root, like Max at a gas station, you know, um, Maybe or Max like looking through old photos. What if it's um, um, like like a like a dream fantasy sequence of like Max is kind oh. of like a Don Draper type and it's like the 60s. <laughs> And he's flying back, but he's like flying in style on Pan Am. And he's got like yes. a cool suit. <laughs> and it's like really jazzy and like fun. Yeah. I think that was the cold open, which they should have used. So it must have been not that because they would have used that. Then he wakes up from the dream and he's sleeping in the car next to Grace. Oh, uh, man. I love more episodes where Max has scenes with zero members of the rest of the cast. What in the world? God. They probably didn't even have to fly him out to anywhere. Anyway, Ugh. so we go back to Catherine and Helena playing fast and loose with a tube of lipstick, like regular old lipstick lesbians. Um, they are going to bet on a horse, which is named In the Pink. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> Helena could double what she made in Majorca. And by the way, they want to invest 50 grand and Archer? That's an even riskier bet than the, than horse, the horse race. race. I oh. mean, it's all in the pink. Oh, my God. Catherine tells Helena she should invite her friends to the racetrack. Especially the little dark twisted one. She amuses me. Oh, loved it. I mean, she amuses me, too. And so I could relate to Catherine for one moment. And then Helena says, you know, she's talking about getting a monkey. And then Catherine says, of course she is. Truly wild. Um, I bet the cold open was monkey related. Oh my god! I mean, really there's a lot, of, that home. lot of monkey mentions in the episode. Like, I guess <laughs> all little girls at. who were lesbians grew up wanting a pet monkey. I did. What the fuck? <laughs> I wanted a dog, and then I eventually got a dog when I was in eighth grade. Oh, I wanted. I fully wanted a monkey. For real? Yeah. Oh wow. For real. Totally. I 100 wanted a monkey desperately. I did not want a monkey. I did not want a horse. I would have been excited to meet a moose. Or penguin. <laughs> um, but I didn't want them living in my house. Just it's stressful. Moose. I just wanted you to just meet one. Meet yeah, moose. I was really into yeah, Bullwinkle. Want to give him a muffin? Yeah. You never know what's going to happen after that. It's going to spiral <laughs> out never, of control. You never know. Turn into some sort of uh, capitalist propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Max is going home. He kissed a mouse. If you give a mouse a cookie... He's going to want some milk. And if you kiss the mouse, he's going to want another You get a cookie. cookie. And rabies. And you'll get rabies and you'll need shots. And then you won't see our family for years. Max says that he used to 
bust into the bathroom and take Polaroids of his sister when she was on the toilet and then hand them out at school. That's this is deeply terrible. twisted, like deeply fucked up. Uh, yeah, all that's we like abusive. in the scene is he he kissed a mouse and took non consensual photos of his sister urinating on the toilet with her pants down. Um, this is like two of the three like early indicators of a serial killer. <laughs> like right here. <laughs> Grace is like that's so cute. Oh, Probably so she's funny. like, oh my god. She's like, you should leave. Grace, get back on the plane. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go. I gotta check something over there. Makes a run Zoop. for it. <laughs> Straight on the train right to Chicago. Yep. Goes on to Oprah. Tells her story. Oh, incredible. Then we go to Jody's art studio. It's Jody's art studio, and it's like in the middle of a class. Hmm. Did you notice Barbara Bush was still Oh, yeah. She was, was like in looming in the background. <laughs> I was going to say staring at us, but she's blindfolded. So but she's right. just sort of hovering in a very uh, menacing and disturbing yeah, sort of way. And distracting it. sort of way, I would, I would argue. Yeah, really honestly distracting. Yeah. She's either another student or teacher or something, or she just tracked Jody down She must have just tracked her down. a little unhinged. Yeah. Bet is talking about her dinner party. In a real shocking turn of events, Bet's dinner party <laughs> is turning into quite the affair. She wants to hire a cook. Eleven guests. Eleven guests. What is this? A clue dinner? Eleven people at a dinner party does not a force of nature make. <laughs> yeah, that's one guest away from having twelve angry men oh, at your. You don't want that. Or, yeah, or that. twelve nights of the round Christmas table. <laughs> oh, different kind of night. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're just like flirting in the middle of the class. <laughs> Yeah, it's studio. It's like an open studio thing. Yeah, and then it's like, is this clueless? Are you guys? What's happening? Yeah, like what is this, this? Is for private on your own time? Okay, not on the clock. Mm-hmm. So then we have Amy enters to fight with Jody because she's mad at Jody for fucking her all night and then telling her she's in love with somebody else, and they're having their whole fight in sign language. And Bet is like trying to follow but can't, but also would like to leave. And Jody's like, no, stay. It's actually very funny uh just that yeah. that is sort of like trapped there uh in the middle uh-huh. of this like lovers quarrel mm-hmm. uh amy says that jody tossed her aside like garbage and also that jody is a heartless cunt rude rude honestly that called her a heartbreaker last week the students are amused i would have that would have been my best day of school i would have loved every second of that can you imagine we like oh for a minute i don't have to think about my art i can just watch this yeah, Barbara Bush over there still thinking about it. She's, she's thinking, watching over. She's thinking about it. Watching over the class. Kind of the guardian angel of the dog. class. She is. Yeah. Just keeping watch. I think of her in that way myself. Yeah. You know, every now and then when I'm like, I need a little extra strength. I think, mm, Barbara Bush. Barbara, what would Barbara Bush do? <laughs> <sighs> Back to a sad room. A sad living room. In Skokie, Illinois. Now, the first thing I need to point out in this scene is that Max's sister is not played by Taryn Manning. Because <laughs> if you're like me, that scene started and, and you thought, is that Taryn Manning? I thought, is she wearing a wig? Like, what is happening? Her hair was so specifically askew. <laughs> it was seemed like they're like, what do people outside of LA yeah. do their hair like? You know, like what did the country people do in in the wilds of Illinois? You know, the you show know? is great at trying to assume how people who are not rich lesbians in LA live. So yeah, it's great whenever they have to reach outside of that box. Absolutely. So Max and Grace are sitting there with her little sister, and yeah, they're talking about the dad and how he was like really homophobic and not cool with that kind of stuff. And then uh, Max notes that his dad, yeah. His dad had (sighs) names for everything he didn't like. And then Max lists all of them, which includes things like queers. And actually, there's really nothing else he said that I could say. Nope. We're not saying any of it because it's all wildly offensive. Also, Max, the way he says he had a word for everything, does Max think his dad made those words up himself? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Whatever. Anyway, hard to say. But uh, anyway, he says the N word and I like leaped out of my skin. I, yes, also leaped out of my skin and was like, I cannot believe that the L word did that. Mm-hmm. Really can't. His sister says that Max should have like tried to call mom and not just assume that everybody would hate him. <sighs> then the reason he never called walks in the door. It's dad. 
It's dad. Looks like a real ass. And like another, like an older sister, I think. Yeah. And then I was like, how many sisters do you have? And Which she one were you is a real violating? fucking bitch to him. Yeah. She's terrible. Like dad and her are both just real, say real shitty things to him. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. This is a fun episode. <laughs> Back in Los Angeles, California, Paige is wearing a hat. Paige is wearing a truly unfortunate hat. This hat should be illegal. <laughs> I think she found it on the set of The Parent Trap shot I, in 1956. I think she, there was a set auction from this show mm. blossom oh, and that's yeah. and she won the hat she probably picked it up and she picked it up there yeah, picked it potentially up. well i mean she's a lot taller than shane so maybe Shane can't see it i hope so i mean jared definitely can't jared see it, certainly because he wouldn't let her walk out of the house like that no. we know so much about jared so so Paige and <laughs> jared know one thing about jared Paige and jared have shown up at shane's house they were going to go to school and came here instead because they all miss Shay and they want to talk to Shane about how Shane must also miss Shay. And then they're going to uh-huh. go have ice cream for breakfast. That was really hard for me to deal with. Mm-hmm. Whenever anyone wants to skip breakfast to go straight to the next meal, I get very upset. Okay. Let's like talk I've about that. I've driven to a place that like recently actually with like my aunt and grandma and they're like, oh yeah, this place also serves breakfast. And we went there and it turns out they only serve lunch. And I was like, Err. Interesting. We're going to have to leave. So you you do truly believe that breakfast is the most important meal of the day is what you're telling me. Yeah, it's my favorite meal of the day. Okay. And it's also the first meal of the day. So like if whenever there's like brunch plans and it's getting a kind of late, like we're getting into noon or one. Sure. And I'm very concerned with whether or not the place selected is going to still be serving breakfast items mm-hmm. at that time. I get it. And I'm almost in a constant state of arrested tension and, and uh, stress until I have an egg in my mouth. Okay. I get that. Thank you. I understand. I, I do. Maybe Shane already had a bowl of two cereals, though. Maybe. You never know. Maybe. Then we go back to Max's house. <laughs> this is such a trick. This whole thing, it felt like like a parody or like a different movie. It absolutely felt like a student film that was inserted into an episode yes. of The L Word. Oh, my God. I did this student film. Everyone did this student film. It's about my student film. Obviously, it's about my gay best friend and how like his parents don't accept him and all of that stuff. It was this. Mm-hmm. It also has like the same acting that a student film would have. Correct. And and dialogue. It's yeah, like they just pulled you shame this family out of a hat. Yeah. And then one good thing or interesting thing that happens in this scene though is that we find out that Max's mom basically knew he was a boy. Yes, and seemed to not have a problem with it, perhaps. Yeah, like that she said on her deathbed, who knows how this came up, that uh, Max should have been born a boy. And I think Max feels like a certain sense of like, I feel like that's probably really meaningful. Yeah. I mean, we, him, we knew going into this that his mom was kind of the only family member who seemed to give a shit about him. So yeah, it seems like they had a special bond. Right. But it's impossible for me to care about it because it is so far removed from everything else on the show as per usual max's storylines are completely disjointed like does anyone in the cast know that he's even out of town like right exactly do they know his mom died what is jenny like it would have been you know what would have been fascinating is if like jenny came with him as a friend i know you know what i mean like to go back to illinois development yeah yeah to go back to illinois and, and like had to deal with all that like that would have had so many potential you know, mm-hmm. and also, you know, Jenny would have like yelled at his parents. Oh, and my it God. Been yeah. Terrible. Would have been a whole scene. Would have been a whole yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. They really are breaking up a lot of scenes into little scenes here. They really are. You know? Um, We're having ice cream breakfast. <laughs> I thought it was gelato. Shane put on a blazer. Shane put on a blazer to go to <laughs> breakfast. I, that's sure. It looks like they're in little gelato cups. Yeah, because green apple ice cream. Green apple ice cream doesn't exist. No, that's a it's myth. Green apple gelato. Yeah, it's gelato. <laughs> Urban legend. Urban le- I've heard stories about it, but it's not true. People were <laughs> just talking about the Jolly Ranchers mm-hmm. and they were confusing it with they ice cream. Were. Absolutely. Uh, Shane apologizes to Paige for being a jerk. Mm-hmm. And Paige says she really misses our story time. <clears throat> Love when adults have means. to talk in code in front of kids. <laughs> um, this Bone is a trope counter. I enjoy. And they talk all about how they miss story time and they have new stories to tell and they're going to tell those stories soon. That one story in the car, that was the 
best story I have ever heard. Well, I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I thought of some new stories. If you want me to read them to you. Of course. Will you listen to some of mine, too? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. And then Shane invites Paige to the dinner party that is slowly growing out of control. Did that we all know it's going to be bad. Did we did Bet allow Shane to have a plus one for this? I feel like when you invite a lesbian to a dinner party, you have to accept that there might be a plus one. All right. I just feel like we were robbed of a scene of Bet losing her shit over her seating chart because <laughs> Shane brought a plus one. But maybe that was a deleted scene. They probably just put another uh, leaf in. <laughs> just the expand table. the table. You know I mean? Expand it. Expand the table. Expand it. Get it right out. Get there. another mid-century leaf out of the storage for where we keep all of our Absolutely. extra furniture. Love a mid-century leaf. <laughs> we go to the planet where we have a guest star, Annabella Sciorra. She's an actress. Recently has been in the news because she was one of the first people to testify against Harvey Weinstein. Um, although they ultimately did not press charges based on her account. And that was incredibly disappointing. It sure was. All of us. It really was. Really sucked. Um, she is known acting wise for being in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle and Jungle Fever. Um, mm-hmm. She's great. Uh, I remember yeah. when I heard she was being cast on this season, I was excited to see her yeah. joining the cast. The show always manages to pull off really impressive casting. That yeah. And then they kind of don't like, really do gay? anything with those actors that's like good enough for their talent. But that's... Just my own right. opinion. Yeah. You know who should direct Lay Girls is uh, Billy Blakey. That's honestly a really huge missed opportunity. But it's because he died in that tragic ideas, everyone. planet ideas. fire. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he was a ghost and he was leaving. <laughs> yeah, when he was leaving. Yeah. So she's playing a director named Kate Arden. And she is interviewing with Jenny and Tina to potentially direct the film. She is flirting with Tina the entire time. Yeah. Jenny clearly is into her as well. Jenny is definitely into her as well. Jenny is playing the scene in a really interesting way because there's moments where she seems like she's into it. There's moments she seems like she wants to kill both of them. (laughs) And then at the end, she's like, I think we found our director. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Also, just another note that um, Tina tells Kate Arden that her movies are so visual. I love when people speak about visual mediums this way. You know, I think podcasts are really visual. I just think outside of the box. I do. I'm looking at you right now. I'm looking at you right now. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Hi, Carly. What's up? What a vision. Oh, I know. I actually showered today. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Oh, wow. I love to shower. I do, too. I do, too. She also tells Tina... You would look really hot in a suit. Honestly, that's true. That's true. Uh, so Tina has finally done her job correctly. Yeah. She brought in the right director, and they are going to hire her, and this seems like the right person to direct the film. Absolutely. I mean, I haven't read the script, so, uh, but I, from yeah, what I've exactly. gathered, this seems like the right person to direct the film and yeah, not Gary Marshall. A great vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bet's office. Bet's office. Jody doesn't know why she's making a seating chart. Uh, it's because it's Bet. Have you met Bet? Because it's Bet. That's just Bet. That's how Bet bets. That's how Bet bets. Bet's gonna bet. Bet's on a, Bet's got a bet. Bet's got a bet. And we gotta, that's it. You know, that's there's a lot of there. betting in this episode. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh boy yes there is god, oh my I god crushed uh, that <laughs> um jody is just like please this party is out of control like relax yeah. stop trying to control things please relax please relax calm down blah 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 and then yeah. they start hooking up and there's a knock at the door i'm assuming it's james and pet shouts not now i'm busy and it's always thwarted just thanks. great good job Bet. good job Good job, Jody. Is this a top uh, off? No, we're not really there yet, I guess. No. 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 I'm already, my mind is already back in Illinois. Yeah, unfortunately. Where, uh, Grace and Max, Max, who, by the way, like makes a ton of money, they're staying in some shitty I know. motel that their dad somehow, his dad somehow finds him at. Yeah, that, that was unclear how that happened. Okay, so dad um, brings Max a charm bracelet. And the charm bracelet used to belong to his mom. And she wanted Max to have it. She did. And, and yeah. I want Max to have it too. I want him to wear it around his ankle like the... Um, oh, cute. Like in the the Grateful Dead concerts, you know, and you had little musics on your ankles. That's so fun. I hope he gets a computer charm for it. Oh my God, that's so cute. Dad said that he always... Him and um, Max's mom always fought about Max's 
I assume probably sexual orientation and then general identity things. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't really know how mom felt about it. And then he sort of half acidly invites Max to come to the wake tomorrow. Yeah. It's it's very well done. Just kidding. It's poorly done. Back at the planet. The planet. It's the planet where we are planning to go to the horse races. Poppy cannot wait to take Kit to the horse races. I love when people have strongly held opinions about things they love on the show and they just say them one day and we knew nothing about it for a very long time. Like how Dana was a, such a huge women's basketball fan. Yeah. <laughs> Poppy loves Re- horse racing. <laughs> it's called character development and it happens when it's ready to happen. You can't force You're it. Right. You're so right. You know what else um, happens just happens is that um, yeah. Angus won't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Why yeah, is he like, here? <laughs> Why is this man still here? Also, is he growing out a beard or is he shaving? Like he needs to pick one. <sighs> it's gross enough that he's walking around. It's oh, I don't worse care what still. He does. We have to look just, at his face. I wish you could do he's it like, somewhere oh, else. I, I'm trying to get your, your record on the blah, blah, blah on the radio because I believe in the record. Oh, go fuck yourself. Why is he here? Poppy is wearing a sweater vest without anything under it well maybe like like a like a tank or something under it, like a can maybe a camisole i used to wear a sweater vest when they were really popular around this time and once i wore one with a t-shirt under it and thought i was like fucking edgy i also bought a sweater vest around this time and wore a t-shirt under it in the video that we made to pitch our team that is correct i remember that So every time I see that, which is never, but I remember in the in the shortly thereafter, every time I looked at it, I had to sort of grapple with that Uh decision Mm -hmm. that I had made. Yeah, I wore a bright like turquoise t-shirt. Oh yeah, my wardrobe is basically that was like I allowed myself to experiment with color for a period of time, and that was during that period of time. But I mostly just wear black. A good thing about that being the day we shot that video is that I never wore the vest again, and I stopped wearing that shirt soonly thereafter. <laughs> soonly? Soon thereafter. Soonly. Soon, soon thereafter. Yeah. Soon and also thereafter. my hair looked terrible that day. It was it was a lot of reckoning for oh me that I had God. to There's a video that. from when we were shooting that that like where I'm holding yeah. a camera and wearing this like truly unfortunate hat. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wear an unfortunate hat though too. Yeah. I have the like little you know what I mean? I know. Uh what were we I bought like I had like three of those. Oh God, me too. Anyway. Poppy thinks more importantly that <laughs> catch that less importantly. <laughs> Poppy thinks Kit should give Angus a break and that he made a mistake. And what? Kit's like, what he did was way more than just a mistake. And I would agree, especially if it lasted past that one time, which we are led to believe that it did. Yeah. So I don't understand why Poppy's advocating for I Angus. I don't either, That's especially because she's like rest. super into Kit. Anyway, Kit's like, I am not in love with him, which is great for me to hear but is also confusing as to why he is still around. Correct. Why is he here? Then we go to Bet's house mm-hmm. where teeny tiny Angie is a cute little baby and tiny Tina's playing with tiny little Angie. It looks like and she's she, and- dropping her off to hang out with Bet and yeah. Jody. And Bet and Jody do that thing where they fully have a conversation in front of Tina about Tina, uh, yeah. which was very funny. And they decide to invite Tina and Henry to the dinner party. I feel like in the last few episodes, Bet keeps referencing Henry and Tina keeps like deflecting and not saying yeah. that clearly they're no longer together or she right. has yet to break up with him, but clearly is not interested in him anymore. Like what's going I on know, with that? I was like, oh, I guess they broke up. But then I remembered and no one cares about the spoiler, so it doesn't matter that we still haven't seen Henry clip his own. That's right. We haven't seen the that camera. Scene so yet. it's not over yet. No, there's still together inexplicably but she has a date with kate arden that night not a date date but, but a, a date. date i have no idea what that means and they are like just bring her and um i think jody like really likes her movie or yeah. something yes so then that's cool or whatever off to the races off to the races now i started searching what is the closest racetrack to la um but it doesn't matter kentucky the answer to that doesn't matter because this is hastings track in Vancouver <laughs> because all the signage says Hastings on it it's in Vancouver so it honestly I, this is a fun outing for them this is fun I love this for all of them random everyone thing. looks very cute or, or weird yes which is great for all of them so they're on the stands Jenny says whenever I'm in a public place like this with lots of people around I always have this compulsion to take off all my clothes I know what you mean Catherine agrees Catherine enjoys that yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's like yeah 
Yeah, totally. Um, they talk about the dinner party. It seems like everyone's going, except obviously Helena and Catherine are not going. Uh, Alice likes to win. Everyone is very horny at horse <laughs> racing. Like everyone. Uh-huh. They're all just like hyped up. Not Tasha. Not Tasha. Tasha doesn't like PDA. Because she is uh, has to be in the closet for her job. Exactly. So she doesn't like public PDA. And she's like, I told you about this. And Alice is like, oh, come on. And uh, Alice, boundaries. Respect yeah. them. Oh, and Jenny thinks that being with a deaf person must be really intense. Which is such yeah. a fucking Jenny Ooh. thing to say. It was such a weird. And then Poppy's yeah. like, yeah, all her other senses are heightened. Also, we find out that Alice Googled Jody and, and that she thinks that she seems pretty cool. Seems pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So they'll find out if they're right about that. For or a not. group of a tight knit group of friends, these people all seem to really exist in different places from each other a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by EveryPlate. EveryPlate is America's best value meal kit. Get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door. How does a bank account have an opinion about a meal? This My bank account is very vocal. <laughs> and they send me a lot of alerts. A lot of alerts and it's like, <laughs> feed me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm hungry. Money, not food. We're all familiar with the same scenario. You come home from working a long day, you're tired. Or you work from home and you've been at home all day and you're tired. You don't feel like cooking. You can't justify the cost of spending the extra money on ordering out. What do you do? Every plate. Every plate's easy to follow. Recipes and pre-portioned ingredients take the stress out of dinner time. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. And it's cheaper too. I personally found these recipes to be really easy to follow. Yeah. I have made two of the meals this week and I found both of them very tasty and genuinely easy to follow. I don't cook and was able to make these meals. Yeah. I made the pasta with the chicken, which was super good. And then the meatballs is the other one I made. Mm, yeah. Um, and that was really great. And I still had some left over for later, which was also exciting. Have we mentioned that every plate is America's best value meal kit? Have we? I we talk did. about it all the time. <laughs> you can think of it like this. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Even at regular price, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there. Some other meal kits can be as expensive as getting takeout or ordering food, but yeah. this one is definitely cheaper. And it also feels like it's cheaper than cooking from home. So that's a miracle. Yeah, you also don't run into the conundrum of food waste if you mm-hmm. are a single person and you're just making meals for one or even if you're making meals for two a lot of the times the ingredients you have to buy are there's so much shit left over yeah. and maybe you're busy or you're not great at coming up with creative cooking ideas i know nothing about cooking mm-hmm. you're just gonna end up probably wasting a bunch of that food which is terrible that's food terrible. waste is a huge problem it's in a this country. huge problem in this country and every plate is constantly expanding their shipment zone. So be sure to check and make sure your zip code is included where they ship at checkout. Enjoy your first week of every plate meals for only $3.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and using code to L and back one. That's the number one, two L and back one. That's $3.99 for your first week of every plate meals by going to everyplate.com and using the code to L and back one. Do it. Every, every plate. <laughs> every single plate. plate. We got every plate together that we could find. We took all the plates out of every Reese's cabinet. <laughs> I brought all the plates over from my house. Whoa. Uh, back to Illinois. Dad and Max talk about cars. Dad refers to Max as his son, which is. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Oh, nice moment. So they're talking about his mom's final days. Which is really uplifting. <laughs> it's dark. Then the dad tells Max that they should take her for a ride, son. The car. The car is the her in this in this not, situation. Not mom. <laughs> yeah, not, not the dead mom. They're not gonna take the dead mom for a ride. <laughs> Where's Grace? Oh, great question. <laughs> she's not she's here. She's probably in Chicago. Actually, she's gone the rest of the episode. Yeah, she sure is. Where the fuck did she go? I didn't even notice she was gone because she's made such little impact. Um, we go. Maybe she went to the Museum of Science and Industry. That's fun for her. Someone on someone will know, and they'll let us know, and then we'll know where Grace is, and we can find her and see if maybe she's just at Macy's. <laughs> you never know. 
Maybe she's buying more boots. Maybe she's standing outside of that like shiny reflective bean thing that everyone likes to take pictures mm. at. I bet that's where she is yeah, the whole probably. time. Yeah, she's like, can someone take a picture of me? No, no one. Can anyone hear no me? One? Am I alive? <laughs> Am I on this show still? I don't know what happened to my boyfriend. Uh, back to the races. Helena and Catherine have a suitcase with $100,000 in cash in it. Because they and are in a different on... movie. They're in like a heist movie all the time. <laughs> they're putting it on in the pink. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I don't think this is a very good idea. Reese, I'm going to agree with you on that. Which might mm-hmm. be surprising to some people. But I also don't think this is a good idea. There's no such thing as a sure thing. Doesn't Tasha say that? Yes. So like it's a sure thing. Kit is very familiar with the horse races and is ready to put in her bet. Mm-hmm. And Poppy is obviously turned on by Kit's familiarity with the horse races. Yes. Everyone is super turned on by everything related <laughs> to horse racing. I have not. I don't know that we have the ability or the time to unpack that. But um, sure. Yeah. Just imagine if Paige was here. We all know how she feels about horses. Oh, my goodness. Uh, then Tasha runs into a guy that she knows from the military, and she gets super worried that he is going to know she's queer because she's with a bunch of obviously queer people yeah. who are all behaving ridiculously. Yeah, like Helena and Catherine walk by and they're like holding hands and they're like, we're going up to our box or whatever. And they kiss and you can tell Tasha's like, oh my God, fuck. She's like, fuck. And also Alice like had her hand on Tasha. And Alice's like, it's fine. And I'm like, Alice, fucking listen to Tasha and respect Mm -hmm. her boundaries. I cannot handle this. Like this, ugh. She's like, I'm sure he didn't know. And and Tasha's like, no, he's a born again homophobe who thinks he should have my job, which is probably the worst possible person she could run into. Exactly. He will use that against her. Absolutely. And Alice is so dismissive, and that's really uncool. Yeah, I hated that. Because Tasha's obviously going to be stressed out for the rest of the day. Yeah, like... Or week. What the fuck? Or month. Or, or like Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she's right. <laughs> what? Who's right? Tasha. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Tasha's absolutely right. Because this is what actually happens. Yeah, totally. This he is 2007. Like, this is, like, for real. Mm-hmm. Alice is, like, fucking up her shit. Max has so many scenes in this episode and none of them are really interesting what they are. (laughs) So then we're at the wake and dad ran rap at the wake. Yeah. Dad introduces Max to somebody as like a distant cousin or some shit. And then someone Mm. asks about Moira has, is Moira coming? And he's like, no. And it's really shitty. I don't know. All of this is shitty. I don't know what to say about it other than that. Mm hmm. Then we go back to the races. Back um, to the races. <laughs> where Helena and Catherine are in the skybox. The horses start racing and Catherine is ready to rock. Man, Catherine is, and, and now Helena too, I guess, are super turned on by the idea of they're about to lose money maybe or about to win money. Mm-hmm. They love gambling. This, they do. I'm sure this will end well. Yeah. And the other horse that is going up against in the pink is rock hard. That's the name of that horse. It's like, no, wasn't there like a 10 involved? Like a, you know, yeah. Rock hard 10. Yeah. Just kill me. Come on guys. Room, Come on. room full of lesbians making up horse names. There we go. <laughs> God. Just so Catherine's just like fucking her while the horse goes on. While the horse goes on. Where the, while the horses horse, go on. Horses horse around. They're horsing around. It's horse time. It's horse horsing around. Yeah. So this is Bojack Horseman. around. L word. Bojack Horseman. L word crossover. <laughs> crossover. Horsing around. It's all animated. They're going to do an animated thing. And in the animated thing, Tasha looks up and sees them having very public skybox sex and is like, oh, my God, horrified. (laughs) I would probably be slightly horrified as well, Uh, even though I'm not in the army. Yeah. I would just be like, God, fucking friends cannot be in public and have any (laughs) sense of decorum. Right. Because it's not like the whole stadium consented to watching people have sex. They consented to watching horse races, which is similar, but not the same. Yes. So they lose. They fucking lose. Fuck me. Fuck Fuck me. But you know who won? Jenny. Jenny won 300 bucks. She did. And And Alice is so mad. She's so mad because Alice is apparently very competitive and uh, Mm -hmm. doesn't understand how Jenny didn't care about any of this. Didn't care that she Mm -hmm. won. 
whatever. But then the real tragedy here is that Alice just lost her rchart.com investment money. Yeah. <laughs> and Alice is pissed, mm-hmm. which she should be. Yeah. Because you don't promise someone you're going to invest in their company and then bet it on a horse called In the Pink. Yeah, not not a not a wise strategy, I would say. Anyway, this reminds me when I went to the races as a child and I won, even though I barely knew what was happening. Interesting. Or I was probably like 12 or something. And I remember feeling like, wow, I'm going to win at life. I was wrong. I grew up in a town, a very small little suburban town in New Jersey that weirdly had a racetrack in it. So I lived mm-hmm. down the street from a racetrack my entire oh, wow. adult, my ch- entire childhood, uh, adolescence, yeah. my parents still live there. I think I went to that track maybe once ever. Huh. And I don't think I watched a horse race. I think it was for something completely unrelated. I want to say that when we went, I was in Ohio visiting my family in Ohio, that it was maybe greyhound racing. Oh, like yeah. Like it was dogs that, that's or a, something. That was a thing. It may have been horses. I don't know. It was a long time ago. But um, I won. I've spent the money since, I guess. I probably put it towards my Samantha doll. Oh, good. Then, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Go back to Illinois. Every other scene. It's every other fucking scene. This is Max's biggest episode. Like, we don't spend any time on any of his stuff with his job or with dating Brooke or how any of these, like, terrible transphobic things in his life affect him as a person. But we have to go and watch all of this about all these people we've never heard of before and will never see again. And also, if you think about, like, what we were talking, we've talked about consistently about, like, who he gets to be in scenes with, like... This is like a non-binary actor who's in scenes with a, with a bunch of probably like straight, yeah, white mm-hmm. cis people who probably don't really know that much about gay stuff mm-hmm. or queer stuff at all. And like this is who when the when they say cut, this is who he's standing around with. Well, everyone else is standing around with Leisha Haley. Yeah, it's uh, shitty. Anyway, in this scene, um, he tells his dad he's going to leave because he doesn't want to be a distraction at the funeral. And then he says, I'm Max Sweeney. There used to be Moira. Bon and Fiona's daughter. This whole episode is deeply boring. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it's fine. It's also shorter. I feel like it's like much shorter than most episodes. Yeah. I felt like it was long because so much happened by the end. Oh, but it was like one of the fastest watches for me for this like whole oh, podcast. Maybe because most of it was sad Max scenes that have no relation to any other storyline. And line. I just wrote down Even like... storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Like, has nothing to do with anything that happens. Like, when Beth's dad died, it had the reverberations were like all around in terms of who was involved in that, who it affected, how it affected her life and everyone else's life. Like, this is totally separate. We're never going to talk about it again. Yeah. It's like Max is in a bottle episode about his shitty family and everyone else is like at a fucking dinner party. Yeah. Bottle episodes are supposed to be fun. Yeah. And this is not fun. No one's having fun. Okay. You know what is fun? Dinner party uh, planning. Oh my god! Remember dinner parties? I don't. <laughs> Jody is basically trying to tell Bet like I will like because Bet's obviously concerned that Jody's not gonna be able to follow the conversation, and Jody's like, "Listen, I'm gonna miss some of it, and that's fine. Like that's what I'm used to. Yes. Don't stress out about it. It's totally cool." And she mentions that she wants Bet to come meet her friends in New York and have a dinner party. Also, she loves Bet so much. And then she stuffs the seating chart up Bet's hoo-ha. So she's... <laughs> Bet's like freaking out about how much she has to do. And so Jody just takes her like to-do list shit, crumples it up and shoves it into her pants. <laughs> and Bet retrieves it with her mouth and then also uh-huh. tells Jody... Ah, Bet. Bet and Jody. If, if that was a top off, it would have been a tie. It would have been a tie. Uh, should we give I don't think it was I don't think it was either honestly yeah. I don't honestly until the end no points will be yeah. given we go <sighs> back to Illinois and that's the funeral and Max watches from behind a tree and then he leaves we've all seen this this we've before. seen this scene in so many things it is the standard trope yes of the person standing away from the funeral who can't doesn't feel like they can be at the funeral hiding behind a tree and even though the entire graveyard is empty except for the funeral party no one ever notices never they are never the seen. person yes and then the person walks away sadly yes never to be seen or heard from again by the funeral party exactly 
This has been and in surprisingly enough everything. And still, again, I, I'm wondering, Grace, where is she? Is she in what the car, doing, hun? Waiting, waiting for him in the car. The AC on. Well, it seems kind of cold. They they looks like a little they're bit all doing, chilly. They're all doing jackets. So <laughs> it's jacket weather, and I think oh. that's the, uh, okay. Anyway, what the fuck so time of to... year is it? <laughs> no, nothing matters. None of this is relevant. Uh, dinner, dinner party. party. Dinner party. Uh, Poppy still does not know that kid is an alcoholic, but that's going to sure become a thing later in this episode. It sure is. Kit uh, says she doesn't need red or white. She wants sparkling water because she knows people are probably paying attention to what she's drinking. Yep. They're talking about the horse races and how Catherine and Helena acted at the horse races. And how they're too busy gambling to be at this party. They would have been a real yeah. fun in, in, like addition to this party. Know, Can right? you imagine fucking Catherine at this party? Oh. And Tasha is like, obviously they get off on it. and Because Kit- Tasha is the smartest person here. Yeah. And Kit's like, what were they doing in that skybox? And Jenny's like, Kit, they were fucking. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. It was and then they're like, Shane and Paige, where were you guys? Well, everyone was at the horse races. And they tell their friends of sexual sexually grown adults there's no children here there's no children here um that they were reading stories yeah we were just uh we, you know we were um <clears throat> yeah, reading reading stories oh stories mm-hmm. all day yeah it was kind of a whole box set of of, of, of stories right and then bet signs to jody <laughs> bet hilariously thinks that she takes that at face value and thinks that they were actually spending an entire day reading to Paige's son. And isn't that sweet? Yeah. But then she signs to Jody. They were fucking all day. Oh, I totally missed that part. Yeah. So it's like she says to them, oh, that's so sweet. And then she turns to Jody and signs they were fucking. They're all, all day. And Jody's like, all right. There's no reason yeah. for any of this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway. But it was funny. Because that was, was funny. The, that part. Wait, when she says they were fucking. That's the only part of the episode where I was like, huh. Yeah. I had a brief. Huh. Well, guess who's at the door? It's Tina and Kate. It's Tina. Kate and Jody immediately love each other. They know each other's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paige whispers to Shane that she thought the film was pretentious. I'm going to agree with Paige. I'm sure it was. Um, and then Kate. Kate has bought, brought tequila. Kate brought a very large amount of tequila, <laughs> which was great. Uh, and they should have all just started doing shots and it would have been a way better party. I know. Tequila shots have never made anything worse. No. But you also see the beginning of Bet's like unraveling because she does. She wants to control everything. That's 100% true. That when she's like, hey, I brought the tequila. I should take it off so we can all start. And and Bet is already like, "Uh uh-oh, this is not the run of show. Yeah. Like, no, no, put that back on. Maybe later. The role of Jan Levinson at this dinner party (laughs) will be played by Bet Porter. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Kate starts doing that thing. She starts talking really uh-huh. loud and slow to Jody, and it's terrible. And Jody, like, is completely. They had this great connection initially, and then Jody's like, fuck, fuck her, you know? Kate tells um, Jody that her first film showed at the Michigan Women's Music Festival, and that Jody should go because they have interpreters for everything. And it's such a weird thing to say. It's terrible. And we all hate it. Yes. And also, Jenny is dressed like. The sort of like evil stepmother yes. in like a children's book. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Who knows what's going on there? And she's obviously bothered by Tina bringing Kate to the dinner party. She is. We haven't really figured out what's going on with Jenny in this episode in relation to right. Kate and to Tina. But something's up. We don't know what it is. Something's up. We cut. We sort of do a quick cut to um to dinner. Dinner. To dinner where everyone's eat, consuming foods um with forks, knives, spoons, the whole the whole shenan- the whole thing. The whole, you know, the whole thing. All the different ways one could consume food. They're doing it. They're just eating. And Paige says that. Well, first they do say the thing about nails. Mm-hmm. About which what? Okay, now if you're a dyke, you're supposedly supposed to look at your nails like this, and if you're yeah. straight. Foolproof. Oh, Total foolproof. That's, wow. Mm. I feel set up. What? Oh, God. I hate these, all these forced They say that like you can tell gay girls versus straight girls because gay girls look at their nails basically like palm up and, and fingers in, sort of, which isn't true. No. If you were like, Carly, look at your nails, I would absolutely go like would, this. Yeah. And that is the quote straight way to do it. 
look anytime. So I guess we're straight. Um, the thing the show does really well is these sort of like fun group hang moments where it feels really authentic and it feels maybe like they're not even really scripted. The thing the show does terribly, um, and the, perhaps it's on purpose, is whenever they have a f- more formal get together where everyone's at a table, dinner party, if you will, um, they always are fed these sort of like queer discussion topics. Um, uh-huh. And they're always terrible. <laughs> yeah, they are. And here's the next one. <laughs> um, gay girls want monkeys as children, and straight girls want horses. <laughs> what? Please. Straight girls want- Do you make that No, up? I got a uh, yeah. horse? Yes, the pets they want, like the fantasy pet. What, I, what the fuck is this? This is complete horse, gay horse girl erasure, first of all. I think we'll have to take a poll and see. Okay. I wanted neither, so I will be abstaining <laughs> from this poll. Unless I that is an option in the poll. Horse, monkey, monkey, neither. As aforementioned. However, I do think that there was a television program called Friends that aired on the television when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And in that program, um, Ross Geller yes. had a pet monkey. His name was Marcel. And I hate that I remember that. Also, I don't know if you've read these works of literature, but the Curious George books. I'm a big fan of those. Right. So this was a lot of propaganda. I mean, yes, there, mm-hmm. were, there were books about horses that all my friends read. Well, um, my sister was really into like the saddle did. club books. My sister rode right, horses. My sister actually is. I'm I'm very related to a horse girl and I'm really proud of her. <laughs> um, lifelong horse girl, my sister. I had a lot of friends who rode horses. They were always like at the barn. Ugh. And then they were like, dressage isn't real. I don't know. It was all the stuff that I didn't really. But like dressage is the most fun part because you have to like parade around and look great. Like that's way more interesting to me than jumping and running. Dressage Honestly, feels like the fashion like week of the horse world. And I just feel like we should all be embracing <laughs> that a little bit more. Absolutely. I personally am terrified that, of horses. Gay. All right. Dressage, dressage is gay. fucking gay. Yeah. And my friend who did dressage turned out gay. So everyone who does dressage. I can't even say it. That's how gay I am. Right. Sample size of one. 100%. We all know it's true. who's gay and who's not. It's true. You can also just ask someone. So basically like Jody can't follow. Um, but then she does say that she didn't want either of those things. She wanted to drive race cars, which is adorable. And then Beck keeps trying to interpret for Jody, like what everyone's saying. Yeah. And Jody's like, please don't. Please don't. Like, I am missing things, but it's fine because this is yeah. normal for me. So please, like, mm-hmm. I'm having a great time. Like, let me be. Let me just enjoy this and, like, stop trying to Correct. control it. Now, do you think Bet Porter would take that uh, direction <laughs> and, and, and do that? Because I don't think that sounds like something she I would do. Think, I don't think she would do that. Because she also gets to decide what she interprets and what she doesn't. And how it's, it's interpreted. Very, and how it's interpreted. And, and for someone who just learned sign language, this is a very risky enterprise for her. It's a super shitty enterprise, too. Yeah. But like Jody told you, it's like Jody is the one who has special, like has things that she needs to feel comfortable. She told you what they were. You are ignoring all of them. Correct. Yeah. It's very insulting and it only will get worse as the rest of this episode plays out. Correct. So Um, Tina and Kate are talking about film. Yes. Yes, they are. And And Tina tells Kate that she says something about this one sex scene in Kate's film and that it was amazing. And then Bet is like, oh, Tina doesn't like sex scenes. In movies. (laughs) Yikes. And Tina's like, I don't. And it's like, okay, that's like, you can't do that. Like everyone has an X at the table. You can't just contradict something that they said based on something that happened in your relationship while you have a new partner there. It's so transparent and it's so gross. It makes me itchy Mm -hmm. and embarrassed for everyone Uh, present. Yeah. Which is how everyone felt. Oh yeah. Everyone was itchy. You could tell. Yeah. And then Kate is like, so you guys used to be lovers, right? Um, and Alice is like, oh, well, you, the, it looks like the lesbian phone tree went all the way to New York. And she's like, oh, no, I just Googled Tina. And she wanted to work with Tina because she produced some of her favorite movies. And also she was hot. And then they talk in detail about the witch photo she saw her in where she thought she was hot. And Beth yeah. wants to die, but also she wants does. to regain control of her event. So she proposes a toast. She would like to toast to someone who is very special to her. Um, it's Jody. It is, in fact, Jody. Jody is very special to Beth. Correct. So, 
as this is happening, uh, Poppy pours some wine for Kit for this toast. And Bet is like, what the fuck? And Jody immediately tries to stop Bet from doing exactly what she's about to do. But again, Bet cannot be controlled. <laughs> no. Kit is like, Mind- I'm minding my own business. And uh, Bet is like, um, Kit is an alcoholic. She shouldn't be drinking. Kit is an alcoholic. And uh, Alice is like, Poppy didn't know that, but which I was like glad that Alice stood up for. Me too. Because often when people fight in this friend group, everyone else just sits there and lets it happen. Yes. Like, it's maddening. It's so humiliating and inappropriate for Bet to do this. And it's and I love Jody in this moment because that's Bet needs somebody to tell her that. Like, yes. don't stop. Like, just don't do that. This is not the time or place. And Bet's like, don't tell me what to do. But but I'm going to tell everyone here to what, be to told what to do. I'm going to go on right. telling you what to do. I'm going to tell my sister what to do. I'm going to tell all my friends what to do. I'm not yeah. going to listen to any of you. And I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what I should do. Right. That's Bet's whole deal right now. And so Kit is like, all right, bye. It was great to meet you, Jody, but we're leaving. And her and Poppy go. Yeah. And it's super fucking awkward. This is a terrible dinner party. There. I said it. It is. And she probably spent a lot of money on those salads. Oh, yeah. And those lights. Mm-hmm. The little tiny lights she had up and the extra leaves for the table. Very dim lighting in this entire episode. <laughs> yeah, there was no one. No one had a ring light. Yeah. <laughs> then we cut. I guess we cut to the to after. The yeah, that she's starting um, to tidy up the house. Everyone's gone. And Jody is wearing um, we can now see her full outfit. And it turns out that Jody is wearing a tiny little vest and a giant shirt. <laughs> the vest covers, it's like a little like pinstripe vest and it covers like her boobs basically and then goes like right. And then her she had this white shirt underneath that goes basically to her knees. Yeah. It's very, it's very confusing. It's very, very confusing. And and Bet is still like bitching about Kit mm-hmm. and Jody is pissed at Beth. yeah she's like i told you not to interpret for me and you did it anyhow if i wanted to have yeah. an interpreter tonight tom would have been here right remember tom do you remember him my actual interpreter yeah the guy who we made walk around in circles so that we could have a relationship conversation exactly tom tom he lives and dies for me and he would have been he's here still walking around out on the campus because i never yeah, he's, reminded he's him in the car <laughs> He's still yeah. him, him and Grace are waiting in the car. <laughs> yeah, him and Grace are just out there like, do you think that we're in this episode or did they just not? Is this a payroll thing? <laughs> um, and and then Jody points out the absolute truth, mm-hmm. which is that Bet maybe Bet was interpreting because Bet wanted to control what Jody heard and what she thought people were saying, and that she cared more about controlling that than she cared about what Jody actually wanted. Ding, 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 ding. Jody, you are <laughs> correct. Is this a top off? I think it's just a fight. I think it's just a fight. Um, I'm not going to give, fight. I don't think we're going to give out any top off points this episode, but if we were, Jody would get them. Jody would win. But this is mm-hmm. more of a fight than a top off. Yeah, it's just a fight. It's a straight up fight. And Bet is like, I made this dinner oh party for you and I bet over backwards for you. <gasps> what? Bet, what are you doing? Oh, this you is terrible. You made this dinner party for yourself. This was for you and- to congratulate yourself on your new relationship and for how <laughs> cool you are for dating someone who's deaf and how cool you mm-hmm. are for learning sign language in three hours. And this mm-hmm. had nothing to do with anyone but yourself. Also, you bend over backwards to make her comfortable. You didn't bend very far. No, I would say No. I, you barely even tilted. You barely even slouched over. Barely like, a, a, a back, barely stood up straight enough to even start the bend. To even bend backwards. Yeah. Like if that's her bending over backwards, then I don't know. She should take trapeze lessons. And <laughs> it's such a good Jody, burn. <laughs> if this is you bending over backwards, then you should take trapeze lessons. Uh. Yeah. Take that. Mm. Um, and Jody is like, you just can't handle the fact that communication is different with me. And then I want to be in a relationship with someone who works with me. But you want to be in a relationship with someone who works for you. Oh, once again, Jody is right. Jody is telling Bet all these truths about herself that she is unable mm-hmm. to hear or understand. Yeah. 
I love this for Jody so much. I mean, it's terrible. This is happening. Yes. But like, I often have trouble standing up for myself mm-hmm. in fights with people I'm dating or even like if it's over, like if the dinner party is over, I'm just like, well, maybe we'll just like let it go mm-hmm. and like never talk about it. So I'm like, yeah, like she's, it's their very own relationship when you're trying to stay away from fighting all the time. But like, she's like, no, this is not cool. And I'm not going to like, you know, say otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then she says something about being deaf. And then Bet says, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you felt so fucking persecuted. Yeah. That's where I um, left my body. <laughs> I left my body at that point. I was like, I was are like, you fucking kidding me, Bet Porter? That's gross. Like, do you, are you doubting that it's difficult to be deaf? I can't. The privilege what? of this woman <laughs> in this scene like, and also many other scenes. I cannot imagine. I don't even I I don't know why their relationship didn't end in that moment. It should have. It really should have. But Bet is so convinced of her own correctness. Yeah, that's something about that. She has such belief in her own convictions is unwavering, despite Mm -hmm. all evidence that it is wrong. I will say, though, that that last thing that she said, that felt out of character for me. Like, I didn't feel. Yeah. The other stuff that communicate with me, you know, trying to sign, even though Jody told her not to, that all tracks. But like that line, that's not really how bet rolls and it never really has been i know that didn't track that felt and i don't that felt off and sometimes this happens in shows where someone does something that's so out of character that the show just kind of pretends like it never happened yeah. going forward mm-hmm. but you know everyone just kind of is like that doesn't track so let's just like get back on the train yeah. and keep going yeah and i feel like that's what happened here because i think that if she really anyone who really said that that's that's the end that's the end of that relationship. oh yeah no that jody would have been gone but you know what it is the end of what the episode Ah! (laughs) i knew that i was just excited okay thoughts on the episode this episode is very boring if i'm being perfectly honest i think karen kusama's directorial talents were wasted on it and uh it was not a lot really happened yeah, I didn't care for I it. I barely it, laughed I do, ever in this episode. Yeah, I only laughed that one time. Um, all of the the potentially fun storylines were completely sidelined in favor of terrible storylines. Mm-hmm. Even like the fun day at the races turned into Helena losing a hundred thousand dollars, Tasha potentially losing her job, and Alice losing her investment. Yeah. Um Jenny, who's usually very funny, did not have very many lines. And we can't really tell what's going on with her. Right, right. Kate Arden goes from someone I kind of like to someone I don't like over the course of just one episode. Incredible. So Incredible I'm no longer excited there. about her. Yep. So it's pretty much. And they um, managed to say the N word. What a cool episode yes! this was. Really just uh-huh. checked every box for bad. Yeah. So. And just the continued, continued torture of Max Sweeney as a character. Oh, that man cannot get one moment of joy nope. in his life. Can't catch a break, that guy nothing he gets a good job he's gonna be ostracized and lose it he gets even fucking archard just lost their investment i mean he doesn't even know that yet but he doesn't even know that yet his mom dies his girlfriend leaves him in the middle of the day to go to the museum of science and industry (laughs) in chicago which is a great museum probably they were having bodies the exhibit that never was going wild for that oh i couldn't deal with that he was dealing with constant transphobia (laughs) from his family and it's just Anyway, he was this introduced was... as a cousin's ne- nephew. Yeah, he was something introduced as, like a yeah. Yeah, it was like a weird procession of relation words. Yeah. I can't remember what order they came in, but either. it was like someone who's related to them. And then he had to listen to his dad be like Moira's out of touch with us. Yeah, just so he terrible. had to hear himself kind of like talk shit about, even though he was right there. He was right there. So, so not, bad job. Not a great one. Not the best part of season four. No. no. However, Tasha and Alice did look cute in the stills from the episode where they're in the horse races. Yes. It's great lighting. They look beautiful. Cute little like jackets and things going on. Really cute little mm-hmm. little looks. I was into yeah. that. Yeah, nice little looks there. Yeah. So that's all. That's it. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us on yet another installment of To Ellen Back. 
You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at to Ellen Back. Follow Reese at Autowin. Follow Autostraddle at Autostraddle. And you can follow me at Carly Tron. You can email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. You could get our merch at store.autostraddle.com. You could call our hotline and leave a message. It's 971-217-6130. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And the production of this podcast is all done by Lauren Klein. Okay, I got my L word. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Letterpress. Letterpress, that's cute. Like a letterpress poster. That's the first thing that I popped love- into my head. I said liquor. Cool. It's alcohol. Is what oh. It you drink it. Oh, okay. It's an essential service. It so. is. Absolutely an essential service in these trying times. Oh, I'm going to go take a nap. Okay. <laughs> this episode I, I lulled have, me to I sleep. have no Why Are you really going to go take a nap? I might. No, I need to eat lunch. Then I'm going to take a nap. Still, the episode has begun and has completed, and I still have no fucking idea why it's called Little Boy Blue. No, we'll never know. We'll never know. But mm-hmm. if you want to name your child Little Boy Blue and take a picture of it and send it to us, you can do that. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. For free. Yeah, so we'll, think about that. We'll look at it. We'll look at it. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know what we think. Great. Talking, probably going to think it's cute. Moving, fisting, sure we will. Riding, Have a good night. Crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way. It's the way.